Let me I don't care about that. Hold on, let me talk. I don't care about the NFL. I mean, just because you're hollering and screaming don't mean you're right. It ain't hollering and screaming. I don't care about that. You're really talking louder than everybody else is. So you gonna let somebody else talk? You gonna let somebody else talk? Interesting. So let's move forward onto some other lighter stuff. Uh, uh, let's let's move to pop culture since we don't have cave yet. But um, so we got these versus battles and they're they're picking up more and more left and right. And we had one last week, uh, Nelly versus Luda. Um, as I predicted, <laughs> um, Luda would win. But uh, <laughs> but uh, did you watch any of it? Thanks at all. What do you think about the? Whole I, I watched. I watched some of it, but it kind of got like annoying because Nelly had so many technical difficulties, <laughs> difficulties, and I think it was just. I mean, like I don't understand. Nelly is a multi-million-dollar artist, sold millions of records, has plenty of money, known throughout all music genres, and he's dealing with this nonsense. Like he was babyface. Like I don't understand. Like what is he doing? Like it was just like it was just embarrassing. Then you got Ludacris just sitting there like, oh, I wait for you, dog. Like I don't want to do. And it was just it was just like it was horrible. I, I really wish they could have redid it. And also another thing I don't get like me and Josh had this conversation where I posted that uh, that meme that um, that Tony Baker uh, did where why didn't Nelly perform certain songs because there's some songs that were super big hits. That he did not perform at all, and it just didn't make sense in comparison to all these other songs he played. Which is like, I mean, they did okay, but they, he has songs that are bigger than that. So I was just like, I don't know if it was something contractually or if he didn't have the rights. But it was just I like, think this the, whole... uh, I don't think he thought that place was the right place for the Tim McGraw song. That's more of a country song, and I don't think it would have hit right in that room, even though it might be his biggest hit, you know, to, to date and whatnot. But I think that's why the other ones, I'm not really sure. You know, feel like feel like he was in his own world. Like he liked what he was playing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like he was trying to push songs that didn't sell good. I'm like, why are you doing it? That's not the point. <laughs> I said I felt because I'm like, I'm hearing the songs. I'm like, why is he playing this? He why mm-hmm. didn't he play this? Why didn't he play that? I'm like, oh, this is crazy. <laughs> but yeah, but I, but about your first point. I, every battle I've seen so far, nobody's prepared. It seems like like Wi Fi is bad. Nobody's on time. You would think mm-hmm. these multi platinum selling artists will be able to just have a battle in their house. Simply, I, I just don't understand why nobody has anything prepared when this happens. When they know what time it starts, every single time it starts. So I just don't really understand that whole <laughs> situation. Well, I think um, it's a it's a bit of showbiz in there, especially since if you go to their concerts, concerts never start on time. And let's say in terms of psychologically speaking, human beings value what they wait for. So if you're waiting for your your favorite artist, is this going to add the anticipation? And then you're most likely going to have a better experience. Because I remember I saw Kanye live when he uh, when Kim got kidnapped in Paris and he had stage. But he was like, what, 45 minutes late and then he left early and I still had a great time. He killed it. That's true. It could, could be showmanship. That, that, that kind of makes sense. A little bit of it. But I, I do agree with the point uh, Banks and I were talking about. It 
again, being on the content creating side, it you can it reeks of like, okay, certain streaming agreements, like, like you're not like certain songs for certain artists aren't allowed on both Tidal and Spotify. Right. So well, I mean, and, at the end of the day, they both win because they all all the artists who've done it has gotten multiple streams since they've done exactly. versus. Yeah. So it's not really a win or loser type of thing. Yeah, I, I do think the rules I don't think anybody ever knows what the rules actually are either, because it's like, you know, sometimes you can play your own stuff, you can play features. It's so weird with the rules, so they kind of go as they go along sometimes. So I don't really um, get that because technically, like Luda played the Sierra song, but he played the whole song and most of it is Sierra. So I'm like, bro, that's, that shouldn't really count for you. So at that point, so, uh, but I, I do agree with uh, Jay Z. His flow on that song was outrageous. I agree too. Uh, I, I definitely agree too. But the one song he said Jay didn't want, I'm like, Jay would have killed that beat. So I'm like, why didn't he want that? <laughs> Actually, so that, um, that made me uh, find it interesting. Yeah, since we're talking about uh, Jay, yeah. Let's, since we're talking about Jay, let's talk about Jay jumping on live yesterday, though. This is so <laughs> random about the aloe vera toilet tissue in the backpack. <laughs> like, what was that? I felt like there was some sort of staging to it but it just it was so left field and guru just sitting there like oh i don't feel comfortable with that name being mentioned but what are you talking about he didn't say the name jay said the name so how i don't understand how you don't feel comfortable saying that name when jay said it and wait what happened now i'm confused help me understand i watched the video but it's like um it was guru and um who's that other guy who's like a producer uh yeah i forget his name it sounded like he was from I, england yeah, he's from London, but he's he does some. He's I think he works in he, he does some of the music, but he was like upset and he he had this like he wanted he to speak crying, to Jay Z. Like, he was actually yeah, he crying. was crying, like he was like, he was begging to speak to Jay Z. I was like, first of all, who is this man crying to see another grown man? What you doing, bro? Why? Yeah. Like, what is you doing? So I'm thinking like he had to be some he had to be someone important because Jay knew who he was. So I'm assuming he, he does something big, but he's just he's just been wilding because Guru was like, "Yo, you're you're really making a fool of yourself. Like, there's better ways of doing this." And then he's like, he was coming like a like a like a chick. Like, you're not answering my calls. I called you this <laughs> day and the third, and Jay's like, "I'm gonna call you." He's like, "No, you're lying. You're not gonna call me because you didn't call me." I'm like, <laughs> it yeah, was. And I'm just sitting there like, "What is this?" I'm like, "Is this like a joke?" And he's like, "I just and he's just I just need to see your face." And Jay's like, you can, you see me. He's like waving his hand. Like, he's like, no, I need to see your face. I need to know it's real. As <laughs> tears were in his mic. Yeah. What? And then what did he want he's from like, though? Like, he, he had this backpack that his mother gave to him, apparently. And it had this aloe vera toilet tissue okay. in it. And it's like a rare, it's like a rare form of tissue that he only can use because he has some sort of skin condition. The guy and or Jay-Z? The guy? The guy, the guy, okay. and he was like, I, I, he's like, I interviewed Jesse Williams and all these people, and he's like naming these people, and like Guru was like, oh, stop doing this, and he was like, the only person is you, Jay, it has to be you. It was at the gold party, blah, 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 and Jay's like, yo, like this, you, are you joking? Is this a joke? And he's like laughing, he's like, no, Jay, I'm not joking. I'm so serious. My mother gave this to me, blah blah blah, and then Jay's like, all serious. Let me ask you a question. And so if you, they've been missing this toilet tissue. So that means you haven't wiped your ass in that long. And he, <laughs> and he goes, like, see, this is what I'm talking about. He's like, you're just like, we're going back and forth. Like, oh, I didn't know. He's like, why are you saying this is a joke? It's not a joke, man. 
then Jay was like, all right, uh, allegedly, um, dude who killed um, such and such is the one who got might have your bag, allegedly. And then Guru gets all upset. He's like, now you saying, he's like, now I feel like my friend, my family's threatened. You saying his names. And then the guy is like, oh, now I feel like, should I fear for my life? He's asking Jay these questions. And Jay was like, don't worry, we'll talk off, off guard or whatever. And then he was like, one last question, though. One last question. He's like, I've been trying to get my, our hair is similar, and I've been trying to get my, my twist to stick up like yours, but how do you do it? <laughs> I was like, oh, yo, this guy's so random. It's the thing that he says. I'm like, what is he? Now he's asking how Jay does his hair. <laughs> For another man. Oh, there but wow, it just okay. didn't make any sense. I didn't get okay. it. Moving on forward. <laughs> this is crazy. Speaking of not getting stuff, how you feel about this whole 6 9 versus Snoop Dogg thing right now? Thanks. I think it's staged. Okay. I think it's staged. I think um, 6 9 is using this for promotion to try to uh, get more hype because, you know, his record, it did whatever numbers, but it's starting to decline now and right. not many people are talking about it as much. So he has to basically create antics to kind of keep himself relevant. And I think he's doing something in the end with with Snoop Talk with Snoop Dogg. And I think with his management, they I think uh Six Nine's manager or whatever has ties with Snoop Dogg or something like that. And I believe that they're doing this just to play with the people's minds. I don't actually think it's actually like a serious thing, but I believe it's something that um that they're just using to manipulate the system and uh push his numbers up because if this is like a real thing remember that uh i don't know that the white girl who tried is that says she's black do you are you aware yeah. of her and yeah. and then like she's with the other guy with some deformity or whatever and he was basically there was saying like snoop is not crip and doing this then the next day they had to put an apology video up because they got pressed so what makes you think snoop is not going to do nothing to six nine if that was like an actual thing soon He's at soon. Well, first of all, you, you got to find him. Who the hell knows where he at? That's, that's the problem by itself. They can, if no, if a right. random Sarah and Jimmy, John, Eesh. from down the street can find him, <laughs> Snoop, I'm sure Snoop can find him if he wanted to. <laughs> He's either in New Jersey or New York. So, I mean, it, it, drops, it drops the choices down. So, I don't think he's that hard to find. And he has all those cars in front of his house. They know We all know what his cars look like. And I'm not sure if you know this, Miguel, but he has uh, very colorful hair. <laughs> well, I know that. But you don't get a credit now. <laughs> I wouldn't either if I was him. You know, after what, what, what happened. So. But he was taking videos on the balcony. So he, he clearly wasn't that phased, right? Hey, oh. Listen, I still think he's going to have a hard time walking around after what he did. But but I can see what you're saying, Banks, too. That kind of makes sense because it is weird or whatever. I mean, he's funny. I got to give him that. He cracks me up, but yeah, I can't really rope mess with him like that on a, on a real thing. So the uh, the next ver no two more verses I guess have been announced. Did you see that the one uh, one twelve and Jagged Edge? Yeah, oh. and then one on Memorial Day with Beanie Man, another uh, Jamaican artist, I guess, like uh, kind of a Caribbean uh, Jamaican uh, uh, one on Memorial Day. But you oh, know what not. was funny? They were trying to do a B two K and Jagged Edge, but that's not <laughs> gonna work. Yeah, they, that's what they were. And I, I'm not jagged edge on um, B2K and Pretty Ricky. My bad. I saw that. Yeah. And but that's not gonna work because you know with Omarion and um Homeboy with his baby mom, that's not gonna work. Yeah, but Omarion not pressed though. <laughs> He's <laughs> not. But you saw what he did when he took him off the tour. 
Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't. I just don't think he's going to do anything that's going to benefit them because of that disloyalty he he experienced to them. He may not be pressed on like talking about it, but in regards to actually doing things that could benefit them, eh, I don't know if he's going to want to do it unless he just does it himself. <laughs> Well, I think I will take Pretty Ricky in that battle, and the next one I'm taking, I'm taking, um, I'm taking one twelve. I think they got of more. Of course, hits. finally, there you go, Mike. Yeah. One twelve, <laughs> Slim Mike Duran, you yeah. got it. That's what yeah, I'm yeah. talking about. Who does an interlude that that bumps? An interlude that bumps? Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, well, man. Was that, on, was that on a second? Part album? three. That was part three. When oh, that was uh, part three. Yeah, I yeah. think that was the first album on Bad Boy. First or second album on Bad Boy, but. Come on, peaches and cream, dancing means it's over now. Come on. Now my thing is that remember Slim said at one point they were his backup dancers. So I wonder like they were. No, Slim, no, he said that about I think Mike and Deron or or one of them and whatnot. So Uh I'm just trying to figure out are they gonna get back together to do this together, or would it be one of them doing the music? Like that's what I'm confused about. Well, I think they're still cool though, because they did a reunion tape. I mean, it didn't they did a tape recently. I mean, it wasn't as it wasn't like that great, but they did a tape together. Okay. But All Slim, right. I know Slim has just been focusing on his solo stuff, but they did stuff together. Recent, like I think it was like a year or two ago. So I, I think they'll be open to it. Now, do you think it'll be a wash for one twelve, or do you think it'll be close? I, I know a lot of people like Jagged Edge, and if I remember, Jagged Edge, you know, they had some hits, but Jagged Edge, they were more like hip hop. They were R and B, but they were more like gritty in comparison to. Like 112, they were like more R&B, soul, dance type of stuff. And Jagged Edge, it's like they had some hits, but then I don't know if they were like as consistent in comparison to like 112. And I think 112, they sold more as well, too. Uh, Definitely, yeah, they did sell more. They did sell more. Yeah, but as we can see, who sells more don't matter in these battles, apparently. (laughs) Well, yeah, this is true. But I don't know. Whenever 112 comes on, (laughs) I mean, when 112 comes on, when Dancing Me comes on, or it's over now in the club, or Peaches and Cream, you see people run to the dance floor every time. It could be anywhere. You play one of those songs, you're setting the tone for the party. I don't get me wrong. Jagged has got some songs, but one one twelve, come on, people start going crazy. That's all I'm saying. Because matter of fact, uh, when, when Nelly played that with a party at remix, everybody got hyped yeah. in, the, um, in the jump. I think it's going to be a lot closer than we think. I mean, Jagged Edge had a lot of hits with Fab in his prime, so I think it, he, they might surprise some people. Yeah, I can see that. And, and, and remember that, that, that Let's Get Married remix with uh, Reverend Run? That was a mm-hmm. joint for like a whole summer or something like that. So yeah, yeah. But one twelve should be winning. I just think it'll be a lot closer. I think so too. Yeah, definitely. I thought Nelly and Ludo would be a lot closer, but <laughs> well, <laughs> Nelly has some technical technical difficulties, and I, he didn't have all his all his songs. So to his defense, I, I mean, it was a it was just a wash based off the nonsense because I feel like Nelly going back to him, he's just so stagnant on what he wants. Even when he went on the uh, Breakfast Club talking about. Um, who who gave the buzz for Air Force Ones? Like Nelly has his own way of doing things. Even when people say Nelly is lost, he's washed, he's not as good anymore. He's still like, no, I got hits, and I'm like, no, Nelly, no, you don't. It's over. <laughs> you did, you had your run. It was a great run. A lot of people would be jealous. It went diamond. Like that's hard. To yeah, exactly. Like, just just take the L, man. You're not making those hits no more. No one cares. 
but he's, but he's still, right about the Air Force ones. He did put them on like the global map. He did. He did. Uh, he's not wrong Wait, about more that. Than, more than cash money. Yeah, Air yeah. Force ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mm, cash. Bro, money. he had a whole song. Like a- cash money, cash money started it. I would say he took it to the next level. I would agree with that. But cash money started that wave in the summers. Oh, what you think? Air Force now, yeah, Air oh, Force cash money? Like yeah, I was like, what now? Well, cash money tees? started white tees. White tees and Air Forces. Yeah. I don't know because Nelly. Yo, focus on your stream, Tony Stark. Yeah, Tony Stark. <laughs> <laughs> you probably getting chipped in the game right now. Relax. <laughs> oh, he's probably losing. I'm sure he is. <laughs> also, I have to give a uh, shout out to Claude Diz's mom. It's her birthday, so I got got to give a shout out to her and anyone else birthday, who had any you know any birthdays. Please put it in the comments. We'll love to shout you out. Also, if you're a business owner or entrepreneur. We would also love to shout you out as well because we all know that we're going through something at this time. So let us know. Y'all know about the Air Force One thing, Josh. But um, if they did the one, I think there's one about Ashanti versus Keisha Cole. Who would you have on that, Banks? Ashanti. You know I don't like Keisha Cole. Okay. <laughs> like, I, I, Keisha Cole has some joints, but come on, Ashanti? She, she, she just, I don't this, just don't think so. Like, Keisha Cole right now, all she does, she just seems bitter. Every I don't know what it was. Ever since I I said ever since she put that song, I should have cheated. She just <laughs> seemed like she's just been bitter, and then she's been taking L's. And when she had that relationship with Jeezy, and then she's and Jeezy called her crazy, called her crazy because she was blowing his phone up and all this. And then when her and mom proposed, yeah, and she proposed to him. I'm like, he's like, oh nah, nah, nah. You take who's is cool. Like, what do you? What's up with this? Like, I didn't she's been know playing about herself. <laughs> you didn't know about this? No. Oh man, nah, Mike. She's been really been playing herself. But then when she what she did at the uh, award show, come on, oh, wow. over singing, come on. I remember that, yeah. But I ain't nobody know your place. Know your place. <laughs> nah, I, I I think the Shanti got it, hands down. Thank you, Tony. My God, that's Definitely. right. But uh, all Ashanti has to do is show up, and she won. To be honest, <laughs> basically, I think she got more to hit, like. Uh, the ones that hit hard, Autumn Songs with Murder Inc. and stuff like that. That they were hit. Stuff like yeah. that. They were hit. Especially you know? foolish in comparison to I should have cheated. Come on, foolish. Ooh, Ooh I should have cheated, bro. Those are close though. And whatnot. Everyone makes a joke out of I should have cheated. That's the biggest joke. I understand it, but it's the biggest joke video. You don't see people making jokes out of foolish. That's true. That's true. Because it's and a good song. And then uh. <laughs> Hey, hey, it's it's for the culture, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, he coming to everybody tonight. (laughs) I gotta be like, I gotta be like these celebrities on the versus battle. We gotta show up late. (laughs) (laughs) Showmanship, right? There you go, Banks. Let him know. Speaking into speaking into fruition. We go. We're gonna do it big. Um. And uh, moving forward outside of uh, pop culture, I guess. Uh, oh, look, look, close to don't be hating on Keisha Cole. So, Chloe, who you got, Keisha or Ashanti? Let us know. Nah, she definitely got Ashanti, but she wanted to stick up for her. Also, 112 <laughs> or Jagged Edge, who you got? Let us know. That's a great question. Yeah. Wonderful yeah. question. 
That's a great question. I mean, for me, 112 was like the 90s, but Jacket Edge was like to me that 99, early 2000. I was like coming to my own. Like I was playing Jacket Edge on dates. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, I Jacket Edge. Oh, you were saying, let's get married, Mike? I was playing that. <laughs> I was playing. He can't. He can't love you like I can. Or something like that. Oh nah, boy! You know, remember that Academy Award winning. Number <laughs> two. No, it's true. Bars. Um, yeah, definitely. Moving forward to the sports, man. Because we're gonna talk about um this uh last dance documentary that finally ended. This incredible. 10-part documentary. I was telling Josh for you came, Banks. Mm. I think this is going to set the standards for documentaries and how they're done. Um, right. And the amount of parts and him going back and forth from the years and having different people profile. I thought it was just... I want to give a shout-out to the director, Jason Hare, for an mm. amazing job that he that he did with documentary. But beyond the content, just how he did the documentary. So, look, 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 look. Close going with Jack and Ass. It's going to be close. It's going to be close. And the of course, Ashanti, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So long, so, Tisha. So about the uh, last, you watched the last two episodes, right? Back yeah, Tisha? yeah. What, what, what you think I think it would be overall? great. Well, to, to step aside, I think a great follow up would be something with the Lakers because they're a comparison so to too. that and the Warriors. But the Warriors, that's too soon. Nobody's gonna really care about that. Yeah, the, I was thinking, the Lakers and with Phil yeah. Jackson again. Come on, come on. I was thinking. Monumental. I wish Kobe was alive to be able to talk about. That would have been amazing. Yeah, the the Lakers and, and RIP Mamba, but that would have been amazing to me to be able to do that. But I think that'll be a dope documentary because they had a lot of drama and stuff like that too. So right. I think uh, they should hire the same dude to do it. What do you think of those last two parts, though, uh, John? Um, I thought it was good. I I, I mean, in comparison to uh, the episodes last week, I think those were like heavier than me. Yeah, of like all like though I think that was literally I my opinion I think that was the best out of the whole series, um, but I think it kind of showed more with the last two episodes it kind of showed more of Michael Michael being an actual human and not like the super figure god or whatever that people w- would position him as especially with the moments where you saw that he would still be hurt by losing his father and then he took. Uh, a liking to Gus, the security yeah. security guard, and you know, still sticking to the side until he eventually passed, and just basically having him by his side, like and looking at him like as a father figure. And I felt like that was like a a, a a nice moment for him because you know a lot of people were bringing Jordan down with all the antics he was doing and him like cursing out of the players, hitting people, and like if it's my show or that or that and then like even with the pizza thing where they were saying like he spit on the pizza so no one would eat it like showing a greedy side of him but um i think it i think the way they ended it was good i feel like i wish they could have showed more of the series in the games because yeah. there were some things that they definitely skipped but i agree i mean i from what from what the nba did in regards to what they wanted to put out and get ratings, they definitely did a good job with that. Yeah, let's talk about this whole, this whole pizza gate situation yeah. where, like, you know, the NBA um, not like like 23 years ago, nobody mentioned pizza. It was all about the flu situation mm-hmm. when it particularly happened. And Josh, you had thoughts on that, right? Like, why, why they hit it, you said, about the NBA? Well, I mean, but they didn't really hit it 
I, you know, hide it for that long because Mike, you and I knew this information, you know, oh, decades yeah. ago that it was, it was actually food poisoning. Like it came right. out. So, but again, I feel like it's similar to, you know, football. So obviously you're not going to say when your player has an injury just for a competitive advantage, you want to, you want to have them prepared to, they're going to get the full version of that player. So it's just, it's just a gamesmanship for me. And we see it in sports all the time. The interesting thing to me is that the guy uh, who supposedly made the pizza, it was a pizza hop, which is a major franchise. So I wonder what type of hit they would have took had they said Michael Jordan got food poison from a pizza hot pizza. You know, it would have destroyed them. It would have destroyed <laughs> them. It would have this they would have they would have been out. Come That's on. Crazy you, think about. you make it Michael Jordan the biggest player ever, especially at that time, sick. Yeah. Come yeah. on. It would have been over. <laughs> I mean, yeah. went to Domino's. Domino's would have been the biggest pizza franchise in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I wanted to like. Did they say like, because I mean, it wasn't like a, you know, mom and pop, it was Pizza Hut. So I wanted right. did they like have a handshake deal with the NBA? Like, don't say nothing. I don't know. It's very interesting, man, to see these things, how it could have came about, you know, right. something like that. Because if it was mom and pop, I could see it getting out. But I'm like, dang, Pizza Hut, like they're so big. Like, hey, I was going to Pizza Hut as a kid all the time, you know, commercials and stuff like that. So yeah. interesting. But um, funny, the guy came out who worked there and was like, what's funny to me is that it probably wasn't five guys, but the guy said it was two of us who came to the room. Now, right. I've never had more than one person deliver me, deliver me a pizza. So right. even the fact that it was two of them, it's like, why was it more than one of you guys delivering one pizza? I, I don't understand right. that. That's the part they got me. Like, and even the training. Delivered and you, mm -hmm. you came to your door, you saw two people there. Wouldn't you guys be like, why are you both here? Like, that's like, they're not opening the door. Right. It's <laughs> a setup. Yeah. So that's that's kind of a weird situation. To me. So, uh, I don't know. And the whole trainer thing, too, is uh, is interesting. So, but, you oh, know. His trainer swears by it. <laughs> Um, I think somebody told him where they were going. Somebody wanted an autograph. That's what I really think. I tried to try to see him, and that's mm -hmm. what I think. It was more than you know one person, but I still think that it, that's a little weird. But the impact, back to the impact of it all, I thought it was like I said, great. And to me, it ends the whole goat to beat. I think it's just a wrap at, at this point. I think it's more about uh, you know, who's the next spy to me. You know, yeah. at, at but it's just because I. It, I think even with the goat talk, like I, I don't know if it was Jerry West that brought this point up, but like with the LeBron and the Michael goat talk, the biggest thing they said, like what ki what kills LeBron is it's not like his athleticism. It's his mindset. Michael Jordan yeah. had a clear cut mindset when it came to winning. He wanted to win. Actually, you know what it was? The, the, I'm sorry. I used the wrong choice of words. It seems like with, with LeBron, he's a stats player. All he wants to do is just hit certain stats, and he's good. Michael wants to win games. And whatever stats that come along with it, cool. But he wants to win. And you could see it in how he treats the people around him and how he, tr and how he treated games. And what even with the adversities that he experienced through, these, through some of these games, he still, made it, he still made it to the end to get that win, that W. Where LeBron... Yeah. You know, he he's a I mean he's a dominant force, but it's just like he doesn't seem so pressed about winning. He may say it, but you can see in his behavior it's not really that big of a deal to him. 
in regards to well, winning. If you remember back in like 2012, I don't know if you can correct mm-hmm. me wrong, Josh, but I don't remember when he had the interview winning. Oh, when they lost to um to Dallas. And he said to the reporters, I'm still going to go home to my mansion, to my family. And it's not that big a deal, to, you know, whatever it was to him, because I'm still going to be all right. And what, let I'm Michael say not, something like yeah. that. Let Michael be on his team. Like, what? What'd you just say? <laughs> <laughs> well, what'd you say, Josh? I didn't hear you say, say that last time. You said, I, you know, at the end of the day, I'm still LeBron James. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Which, I mean, in a sense, he's right. However, Michael wouldn't – I think Michael would have traded his money to win, put it like that. I think the winning was more important to him. Well, of course, Uh, because during his prime, he wasn't getting a lot of it from his contracts. Yeah, yeah, nope. yeah. I, I think that's that's that might be the difference between um between them. and even the gambling to me was more about winning than the actual gambling. Right. He was gambling for a dollar. Like it didn't matter what if he was shooting you see the world bank for like quarters. quarters. Yeah. <laughs> it's just all about winning for him. That's all it was. It's not money. No. Money. <laughs> <laughs> and he kept playing with security guards and they were like racking up on him and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He was like, Yo, I'm, I'm gonna win these quarters, stuff like that. It's just a uh, Interesting um, uh, aspect, but how about Rodman going to wrestle during the finals? Did you see that? That was so random. It was the <laughs> it, it was completely random how they just threw that in there, which I forgot about that. I but that. it was just, but it was just like how they threw that in there. But it kind of added to Dennis's psyche and how Michael and Phil understood how to handle somebody like Dennis. Because most people would just look at that like, what are you doing? We're in the finals and you're wrestling, throwing chairs at the people, whatever, and you're missing practice. Right. And they'll probably go off on and they would probably go off on Dennis, which would probably tick him out of the element, like, you know what, I'm not playing. But with instead of doing that, they kind of like they addressed it, but they embraced it knowing that he still was going to give his all, which he did. And I think right. with him, with the type of player it is, with the type of player that he what gave off on the courts, it gave you the opportunity to show how great Michael and how great Phil was in regards to handling people on the team. Because when Dennis left and went to um, what team did he go to? Um, he went to Vegas. The Lakers. The Lakers. Oh. The Lakers. But yeah, eventually, it, yeah, after that. But then eventually he had all those issues and then he just faded off. But I feel like if he had the right team around him, he could have done so much more because right. I think with Dennis, even Dennis said it, he could still play, but it's just like the mindset of like, he has to do it on his terms. And if you can't work with somebody like that, it's just going to, it's just basically going to go, it's basically going to go nowhere. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because he, he left an NBA finals game to go do a major WCW Monday Nitro and whatnot. And I'm yeah. thinking like, imagine if it was social media, not the fact that they would have found them, but the amount of followers he would have got from basketball and wrestling on the same like night. Basically. Exactly. <laughs> like, like coming out, his brand, his brand would have been enormous. Dennis Rodman because of, first of all, oh, yeah. he was dating Carmen Electra. He was wrestling and playing basketball at the same time. Like with, his with brand. With antics, like oh my god, he it would have been. Crazy. And to be fair, to be fair to Dennis, I would still consider him the consummate professional because everyone knows about his fitness levels were out of this world, completely unquestioned. Because after a game, he's going to go run in the treadmill after the game. 
So yeah, going to WrestleMania for a, a publicity appearance, essentially, that's not to me. That's not a big deal for for Dennis. I mean, he actually wrestled. though. wasn't publicity. He was throwing chairs like Banks said, stuff like that too. However, yeah. I, 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 I mean, it fits his personality. He yeah. could have done WWE. <laughs> it would yeah. it would definitely fit. He's definitely a character. Do you think, uh, Josh, it was a sign of the times though that they would even uh, call him to come? Like, do you think Vince McMahon right now will say, "Come do this show for me during your finals"? I don't care about your practice. Or do now, you think it? Would- yeah, I, I agree with you. Now you couldn't really do that, especially since how much the players are getting. Because I think yeah. this is also part of the element for the goat debate. Because at a certain time, psychologically, when you get a certain amount of money, that hunger is gone, and you can see right. it in the play. So at yeah. a certain day, like. I'm not going to play defense on this play because it's a business decision. It's going to mess up my brand, and that's going to mess up my team. So you're playing for different things. That's true. That makes sense. I didn't think about that aspect. Thank you for that, Josh, (laughs) actually. Um, Oh, by the uh, way, Nasir said um, the link doesn't work on Safari, so he's downloading Chrome right now. All right, great. It only works on Chrome, yeah. Yeah, we're about to get into dating right now. So you want to get into it, Miguel? Well, I'm gonna give Nasir a second um, to, to to get in that, but yeah, we're definitely about to get into it. I did want to say though that speaking of sports, and I was talking to you about this earlier, Josh, is that you know, um, people, if you're listening and watching, and banks, you too, if you do uh, play the stocks, try to invest in DraftKings right now, because DraftKings, DraftKings because there are no sports, so it's still relatively low to buy. It was lower before. But as sports comes back, the stock is going to shoot up. And they just became tradable not too long ago. So that would be something mm-hmm. to invest in. And talking about sports coming back, you know, the NBA has – they have now said that – not the NBA, but LA just said they'll be open to play sports in uh, July. Uh, <laughs> Vegas already said that. Orlando and uh, Houston now. Houston, matter of fact. Hey. Your spot, thanks. So <laughs> it's interesting. Every – all these locations are like are like kind of like in a, a fight to host the NBA when they're able to come back. So I think every time you hear whispers about that, the stock increases. So this is just a- and and the thing is, what are going to be the logistics? Because any city they go to, mad people are going to start going there. That's the thing. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because like you said, remember before, Josh, you said even if they they, they could have played the NCAA tournament with no fans, but the towns would have made money because the people would have still been going to those towns, even if they couldn't go on and watch the games. Right. Like the, you're right. The logistics would be because if they playing in one bubble, all the games, why wouldn't women especially go there with all the NBA players in one place? As a matter of fact. I mean, the, and airlines, too. I mean, it's going to be more packed than John's flight. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. And um well, I don't know that. about that with the airlines. Because um they're saying that airline prices are gonna go up and some okay. of these smaller airlines are gonna be non existent. So I'm curious to see really how that's gonna play out because a lot of these airlines that are filled because there's cheaper seats and other other airlines are basically competing with those smaller airlines. With like the basic fares, you can get that cheaper price. But if that is completely out the picture, what is that? What are those people who like didn't travel as much, but now they feel like they're more inclined to because of the price? And that price or that incentive goes away. Like, are you still going to want to travel as much, or are you going to be in li- limited to wanting to go 
or take that random trip now because that $70, $50 ticket is now $300. My thing would be, I would be a little worried about wherever I go, whatever the parameters or rules and guidelines are when I mm -hmm. get there. Well, didn't that happen to you the first time you went to um, Houston when it first started? Like nothing was open or something like that? Well, yeah. Like, oh, when Houston, it was more, there was in stuff open, really. But I didn't really feel like the pressure. I mean, you could feel like people wearing gloves and masks and like stuff like that. And then you couldn't go to restaurants and clubs and whatever. But it didn't feel weird. The only weird thing was I just couldn't go out. Oh, not serious in the building. <laughs> gentlemen, 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 what's happening? Yo, Nas, what's up, man? Good to see you, man. How you doing, fam? Hold on, hold on. I can't see you guys anymore. Hold on. Okay. All is well, <laughs> brother. How are you? Oh, man, not bad, man. Not bad. We just sit here doing this show, talking about Banks and his uh, uh, ATL trip. Last <laughs> 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 weekend and stuff like that. Uh, well, what I but missed? What I missed? Some people do, but that shit do hit home.